You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Election College, episode 118, The Alien and Sedition Acts. Let's throw a political party. Face it, the political scene sucks, but did it always? It's time for Election College, and class is in session. Now, your hosts, Jason Goff and Ben Smith. Ben, we have been talking about the battle between the Federalists and the Democratic Republicans, a.k.a. Republicans, for the last couple of weeks, because let's just face it, the battles that were fought back then are being fought to this very day, and we've talked about it in passing, but this little thing called the Alien and Sedition Acts, it's pretty important. Yeah, and if you guys think that some of the things and the rhetoric uh, that's being passed around nowadays is bad, you should go back to the 1790s and check out some of the stuff that was happening then, because it's not too far off from where we're at now. And of course, it was controversial then, and it's controversial now, but we're going to talk about it and fill you in. Yeah, it's always fun talking about things that are controversial a couple hundred years after the fact that, well... That's the reason we are awesome, right? That's true. I love when podcasters start off their episodes saying that they're awesome and when they say this is going to be a terrific show. And that's exactly what's going to happen right <laughs> Well, now. we're going to switch that around, Jason. This is going to be a terrible show and we are the worst. So <laughs> you're welcome, everybody. Yeah. So the Alien and Sedition Act, you've got all kinds of crazy things going on. You've got George Washington, our first president, and then you've got John Adams. His rotundity is the president, and they are Federalists. They're all about having a big, bad, bad in the good sense, central government. So, woohoo, federal government. And you've got the opposition party who is led by none other than Thomas Jefferson. And you got some crazy things going on with France. We're almost going to war with France at this time because, well, they're kind of disrespecting us at sea. Keep in mind some of the Founding Fathers' attitudes towards uh, other countries. I mean, uh, I don't think George Washington hated any other countries or could be considered a racist by anyone. But he also said in his address when he left, in his farewell address, um, don't get into anything with anybody else. Like, leave them alone. Leave them out of stuff. Leave us out of stuff. It's not our business. Just worry about yourself. 
Whereas you have Thomas Jefferson, who's constantly saying, we need to send aid to these people. These people are our friends. They're our allies. We need to have a mutual respect for each other. Um, so you have to kind of think like, did it, was it their political party that influenced their decisions or was it their decisions that influenced their political party? And I think that might be one big difference we see from then to now, but we're probably getting a little too political. Yeah. But no, I thought what you had to say was really good there, Ben. Thank you, Jason. That was nice of you. Hey, no problem. You're awesome. Thanks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're talking about France and TJ and James Madison. They're all about, well, it's kind of France envy a little bit. You know, you got a revolution going on there. People are really rising up. And it is, I was going to say some sort of French word, but I, it, boom, it just went away. So, viva la France. And the Federalists are like, hang on a sec. We are not in favor of what's going on because if something like the French Revolution were to come over here stateside, you might try to overthrow the government. We don't want that happening. We've already overthrown a government <laughs> just a couple of decades back. Let's not do that. Maybe like a decade and a half back. No, we're, we are out of the overthrowing the government business. And you got some crazy things going on, even as far back as 1791 in the Whiskey Rebellion, where Washington goes out to the Pittsburgh area and is like, hang on, guys, I can tax you. And unlike previous, where you were taxed and not represented, well, the federal government can tax you, and you've got representation. So stop it. Don't, <laughs> don't war against the machine here. The federal government is good. And they can tax you. So, Jason, maybe we should talk a little bit about what these acts were, what the Alien and Sedition Acts were, before we go any further. I think that's probably that's okay. That's fair. Okay. So, we got four bills, and we've got, well, let's just face it, we're already looking at a two-party system. We've got the Federalist in the Fifth United States Congress, and they're like, well, here's four bills that we're going to pass through. And um, one of them is going to be called the Naturalization Act of 1798. Now, I don't know that it was called the Naturalization Act of 1798 at the time, but it was called the Naturalization Act. And it actually um, made it so that, you know, originally, in order to become an American citizen, you had to go through five years of living in the country and going through different tests and everything, kind of like it is now. It's similar to how it is now. Um, but we're going to go ahead and bump that up to 14 years. And actually, if you think maybe like in five years you might want to become a citizen, you should go ahead and go ahead and declare that now. Oh, and also, if you're from anybody that we consider an enemy, you can't become a citizen no matter how long you've been here. Boom. You're out of business. Yeah, so this Naturalization Act of 1798 really deprives the Republicans, you know, the TJ supporters. TJ and his gang, of a really important source of support. Because aliens, as, I mean, think about it, Ben. Aren't we all aliens, or at least descendants of aliens? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Pretty much. So yeah. they're kind of closer 
associated with being aliens, these founding fathers of ours. And they were affected, aliens were affected by two other acts, which actually authorized their deportation if they were deemed dangerous to the peace and safety of the United States. And their wholesale incarceration or expulsion by presidential executive order during wartime. So let's just put it this way. In short, if you're an alien, you're being on U.S. soil. It's kind of a vulnerable situation you're finding yourself in. Well, let's not get too current. We wouldn't want to scare anybody, but let's go back to the 40s. And pretty much if you are Asian, you're going to essentially an American concentration camp. Uh, after Pearl Harbor and World War II kicks up. So, I mean, it's kind of like that. Like, oh, you look different or you are different than the rest of us. Let's go ahead and just make sure that you're not going to be a threat and we'll just get rid of you. That's kind of what we're looking at. Yeah, and it's totally legal, right? Because under the Sedation Act, even the rights of American citizens were curtailed. Get this, by prohibiting assembly with intent to oppose any measure of the government. And it also made it illegal for any person to, quote, print, utter, or publish any false, scandalous, and malicious writings against the government. Yeah, so we're pretty much looking at, remember the First Amendment, like that thing we just passed like a couple years ago? How about we just like basically undo that? And uh, if you want to get together and talk about something or you want to publish something or whatever, if we don't like it, not going to happen. So it's like we made these laws to be really good and flexible and protect our citizens. And now we have to make other laws to protect ourselves from our citizens. That's kind of how it looks to me. Yeah. So First Amendment, boom, you're out of here, basically. And, <laughs> and that's what TJ and his gang were very much saying. They said, listen, federal government, you cannot do this. And the Sedition Acts were what really defines in the legislation, what really defines the difference between a Federalist and a Republican at this time. So you got these elections coming up, right? You've got a midterm going on in 1798. You got the big 1800 election. And this is causing quite a bit of controversy. And Madison and Jefferson, they decided to write a couple of resolutions known as the Virginia Resolutions and the Kentucky Resolutions. So the Kentucky and Virginia Resolutions, or they're also called the Resolves as well, they were political statements that Thomas Jefferson and other Federalists supported. And they basically said that if the federal government comes up with a law, a state can say, no, you know what? That's not right. So the state is going to supersede the federal. And this does not appeal to anyone who <laughs> is under that Federalist label. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that all of this kind of turmoil, of course, we see come to a head in about, what, 75 years from now? Uh, not even quite that long. But at this time, 
we're really looking at the foundation of a country, and already we're disjointed. And so these uh, these resolutions that are passed or that are written by Jefferson and Madison are basically saying, "Look, we're we're heads of state here. Like we're we're important people, and we're even saying if you think something's different than what we th- say, you should do that instead." And this upsets a lot of people. So if you are in New England, you are saying. What in the world is going on in the Mid-Atlantic region? The federal government is the government. And states are meant to kind of fall into line under the central government. And the folks down in Kentucky, like Thomas Jefferson and James Madison in Virginia... They have a completely different philosophy on what government is. So this isn't cool. And the folks up north are like, hmm, maybe we should secede. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna hear this crop up over and over again. So Jason, while the different resolutions are going on. The laws are still in place. The Alien and Sedition Acts are still there. And we start to see a couple guys, or people in general, become uh, prosecuted, I guess is the right word, underneath the Sedition Act. And the Sedition Act basically says, again, if you've forgotten already, don't talk bad about the government, or the government's going to talk bad about you, or you know, put you in jail, whatever you prefer. And one guy that we see like, get thrown into slammer right off the bat is Matthew Lyon. Yeah, and we're going to talk about him quite a bit in the next episode, so we don't want to give it all away, but he ends up running for Congress from a jail (laughs) cell and gets elected. Spoiler alert. Yeah, we didn't want to give too much away, but we'll talk about him later. Yeah, and if you're in the newspaper industry, because don't newspapers usually come out and editorialize things? Well you're kind of in trouble. And that's the kind of trouble that some of these folks who published materials found themselves in. One was Benjamin Franklin um, Bosch. He was the editor of the Aurora, and that was a Democratic-Republican newspaper. He accused George Washington of being incompetent, and he said that Washington had some financial irregularities. And he really disses Adams big time. I mean, he's calling them the blind, bald, crippled, toothless, quarrelless Adams. And uh, he basically said, hey, he's a monarchist. And he was arrested under the Sedition Act. And uh, get this, Ben, it's kind of sad. He actually ends up dying before he's tried. Yeah, yellow fever will do that to you back in the late 1700s. Uh, We've also got Anthony Haswell, another dude who's a printer. Uh, He's from England, of course, just like a lot of people are at this time. And he reprints different parts of the Aurora, which we just talked about Benjamin Franklin Bach. Uh, He reprints different parts of it, and they're like, hey, um, you can't do that. That's still sedition. That's, That's libelous, in fact. Why don't you go to prison for two months and... Here's a $200 fine on top of that, which doesn't sound like a whole lot now, but you know, if you're a, a poor printer in Vermont, 
it's it's a lot of money. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. And it's it's seditious libel that he's convicted of. I mean, it just sounds so horrible. But surely the Alien and Sedition Acts, like, you know, it was like up until 1800, and then they're just done. They're just completely, you know, nixed after Jefferson gets in, right? Uh, mm. Oh. No. Yeah, so the Alien and Sedition Acts, they were never appealed to the Supreme Court. And um, really, they had no authority to do anything. The Supreme Court didn't until 1803. And, um, oh, about the mid-20th century, you know, couple, almost a couple hundred years later, they uh, said that, sure, the Sedition Act, uh, it's unconstitutional. <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I never would have guessed that they would have been unconstitutional since they directly dissed what the Constitution said. Um, and, and you have to understand, too, that Thomas Jefferson and James Madison, in writing the uh, the documents that they wrote, weren't just saying, well, you should probably you know protest this or write a letter to your senator or something like that. He's saying... Take down the government. Like this is re- this is a time for a rebellion. Um, I'm the vice president, and even I think this this stuff is whack. So he's really a champion of states' rights at the time, and also undermining the Constitution effectively. So um, yeah, George Washington's like, dude, what are you what are you doing? We just built we just built this city. Yeah, um, <laughs> rock and roll, baby. That's right. yeah so the ramifications of the alien and sedition acts really come up over and over in our country's history it like been mentioned or alluded to about 70 years later civil war breaks out you got jefferson who says states rights and uh yeah you got future president james garfield who's not the president at this time, at the close of the Civil War, he's like, yep, Jefferson's Kentucky Resolution, it contained the germ of nullification and secession, and we are today reaping the fruits. So Garfield blames Jefferson for the Civil War. Yeah, that's that's kind of a new take on things for sure, especially since the guy's been dead for, what, 50 years at the time. But um, there's certainly a case for it. Uh, but certainly the 1800s came and went and the alien sedition acts just died with them never again to be used ever again in the 20th century. I'm sure. Mm. Yeah. Well, guess what? (laughs) So (laughs) the alien enemies acts, they actually remain in effect at the beginning of world war one and the U S recodified it. And uh, said, let's do it. And in World War II, same thing. Uh, FDR actually uses it to um, detain, inter Japanese Americans. Over 110,000 people of Japanese ancestry who lived out west were forcibly relocated and forced to live in camps. Yeah, so if you've ever wondered when you've heard about how many... I assume you've heard about how many Japanese uh, Americans were placed in internment camps 
um, and wow, why was that even allowed to happen? This is why, because it was actually the law. And you continue to see that throughout the World War II, especially where you have not only Japanese Americans, but also Italians and Germans and anybody basically who's not a citizen that they're like, eh, we don't really think we want to uh, have them around at the moment. Um, you've also got Truman coming along in 1945, and he actually puts out a new proclamation called the removal of alien enemies. And essentially, it's the same thing. If somebody is deemed to be against public safety, put them in jail or throw them out of the country. Yeah. You wonder how all of this can be enforced, but there have been different ways that it has been throughout our history. And it's still on the books. So yeah, uh, as you can see, the, the ripples of history don't die down and we you know they continue to make waves in the future yeah and uh ben i cannot wait for our next episode where we talk about one person who was thrown into jail because of the sedition acts that being matthew lyon so make sure you tune in i know i will be tuning in because why not <laughs> where we talk about Matthew Lyon, the spitting lion. Hey, and if you are interested in helping us continue to make this podcast week after week, twice a week actually, uh, feel free to go on over and pick up our audiobook about the letters between Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr before their fateful duel. And you can pick that up by going to electioncollege.com slash dueling letters. The link is right in the show notes as well. Uh, don't forget that it is on Audible. So if you are a current Audible member, you can get it with your membership. If you want to be an Audible member, you can even get it for free if you sign up for a free 30-day trial. So that helps us out. Thank you to those of you who have picked that up already. And we look forward to the you know everybody in the world hearing it someday. Yeah, and we really appreciate the comments that have been coming in. We got a couple of new reviews this week. And... Uh, Thanks, Johnny Fantastic and B.D. Johnson. We certainly appreciate your kind words. They uh, really keep us going, and my goodness. We've been kind of lax on that. We should probably read some reviews in one of them, an upcoming episode. You can interact with us on social media at Election College on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'd love to hear from you there. And we will see you next time. Talk about the spitting line.